quick editor's note before we start, the podcast that you're listening to now is a condensed version of the interview that Rifki and I did with the one and only Johnny Miller. If you want to listen to the full interview, which I do recommend, check out the other version of the podcast that should be in your feed. Enjoy! Hello and welcome. I'm Uri. And I'm Rifki. And you're listening to Talking Talkless, the podcast where we talk about Jewish life and life in general. So Uri sounds a little different this week. Yeah, well, we have a very special episode this week, and we have a special guest joining us, my friend Johnny Miller. Johnny, welcome. Thank you. It's really cool to be here. Thanks for joining us. My absolute pleasure. So this week's episode is a little bit different, and we're going to be talking about music, uh, specifically about the band Fish, spelled P-H-I-S-H. Don't forget it. So this is a little bit from Wikipedia about the band. Fish is an American rock band that was founded at the University of Vermont in Burlington, Vermont in 1983. The band is known for musical improvisation, extended jams, blending of genres, and a dedicated fan base. Fish's music blends elements of a wide variety of genres, including funk, progressive rock, psychedelic rock, folk, country, jazz, blues, bluegrass, and pop. The band was part of a movement of improvisational rock groups inspired by the Grateful Dead and colloquially known as jam bands, which gained considerable popularity as touring concert acts in the 1990s. Fish has developed a large and dedicated following by word of mouth, the exchange of live recordings, and selling over 8 million albums and DVDs in the United States. In 1998, Rolling Stone described Fish as, quote, the most important band of the 90s. The magazine later wrote that the band helped to, quote, spawn a new wave of bands oriented around group improvisation and extended instrumental grooves. So that's from Wikipedia. But what Wikipedia does not say uh, or talk about is the Jewish connection uh, with the band Fish. So first of all, two of the members are Jewish themselves. And there is a very large Jewish following um, of the band. That following includes myself and Johnny Miller. Um, and uh, in addition to that, famously, the band has played the song Avino Malkenu many times. It's actually, they've played it 80 times, including just a couple weeks ago um, in Wisconsin, most recently. And they've also played Yerushalayim Shal Zahav 12 times, not since 1994. Um, but that is another thing that they are known for. They sing it in Hebrew, even though their lead singer, um, Trey, is not even Jewish, but I guess uh, an Ohev Yisrael, a lover of Jews to some extent, at least. Uh, But anyway, we'll get into all of that. And so Johnny, among many other things, is a huge fish fan. I mean, that might be a a very large understatement. (laughs) Um, And we're going to get into that also. Um, And so that's the main reason why we uh, wanted to talk with him. And so let's just uh, get right into it. Johnny, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how you got into fish. Cool. So um, I am 31 years old. I live in Brooklyn. And I got into fish, kind of a combination of summer camp and close friends who are into the Grateful Dead. Mm -hmm. Right? That I can definitely see a similarity between the characterization that Hmm. they wrote on Wikipedia and kind of how I got through it. Uh, They had a few different breakups, right? They had a few different hiatuses uh, a number of years back. So it was kind of tricky to get that sweet spot of, okay, you're old enough to go to a show, but they're actually like together at the same time. Right. right? It kind of played out that when we were around the same age, when we were like in high school, they were kind of not really together. Yeah, they weren't together. And I was kind of more going to Dave Matthews band Mm -hmm. shows. That was kind of like my live music outlet at the time. Um, But then 2009 rolled around and my best friend, 
to this day. His name is Andrew Finkelstein. Shout out to Andrew. He got his tickets to the show in at Fenway mm-hmm. uh, when they played there in 2009. And um, so was, this was like during college. That it was kind of during college. Yeah, right. yeah. And you already knew a lot of the music from listening to CDs or tapings of the concerts. But you just hadn't seen exactly. the, the yeah. group I, together. I had a lot of tapes and CDs of live shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to get like a taste of it, which is a fish song, a taste. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm going to do that, by the way, a lot throughout this. <laughs> yeah, I, also just, right, I just wanted to, through, go, going back for a second. So I mentioned that I'm into fish and obviously Johnny is. So Rifki uh, is not yet. But, but I just want yeah. to say, like, I think it'll be good for this conversation <laughs> to have, like, kind of like a quote-unquote outsider right. and to have that perspective. Because, like, it is a thing, and not to jump around too much, I want to get it back to, to the story, Johnny, but fish elicits very strong emotions from people. So a lot of times people obviously will be very into them if, if they're fans, but a lot of times people know them, but they know that they hate them. Yeah. And if right. fish comes up in conversation, people will, like, make a face or, like, right. please don't talk about that or, or whatever. And they know but, that they know someone who loves them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, and I, I also them. think you can kind of divide up the group also of people who hate fish into people who have listened to the music and are saying, this is not my style and I'm very against it. And there are people who are just don't understand the culture of fish and feel like instinctively like they're not comfortable with this. Without whole, ever even really yeah, having totally. heard They don't know it. the yeah. music at all. They're just kind of turned off by the whole attitude around fish of either following them around or the the live aspect of it and there, there's something that feels like a turnoff right so i think in the spirit of this podcast rifki i would just ask that you be open-minded right and uh just curious <laughs> I'm gonna, i, I want to both be open-minded but also healthy dose of skepticism okay because I yeah think, perfect I, I think that that is kind of how i come in thinking about fish mm-hmm. i find what rifki says interesting um and ironic at the same time because i feel like when people do go see them live and they touch that culture and they touch that ecosystem of fish, that is what turns them on. That is what makes them go to more shows. Right. I feel, right. I feel like when people don't like, it is an ignorance of some sort, but kind of like, Oh man, I wish you can get it. You know? Right. Well, <laughs> the caveat that I would say, um, in my experience, at least, is that you have to want to like them. Yes. It's not like the Beatles. The Beatles are the kind of music that, like, if it just comes on the radio, you're like, wow, what's this band? This is amazing. But once you put that wanting in and a little bit, little bit of elbow grease... You need an entry point. Yeah. Right. But then it opens you up to this whole right. new world. Right. So that, that means that for you guys, it's a, it's a tall order, because not only do you have to convince me without bringing me to a live show, you have to convince me based on the music, which is always going to be a lesser experience from what I understand than the music at the live show. So it's the experience of the live show of like the community that you're surrounded by. And maybe, you know, I heard about the lights, right? Like there's a lot going on there, but it's also that people say that there's, there's another layer of the music. So we'll see what you guys can do here. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get into all yeah, of that. Yeah. So, okay. So summer 2009 comes around. And I started seeing them a, a few times here and there. Uh, over the next few years, mm-hmm. um, I did make Aliyah and went mm-hmm. to the army. This, that, you know, did that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Thank so, you for your service. Thank you. Wow, you guys have a lot to Very connect welcome. over. Very welcome. <laughs> the whole Upper West Side would probably love it, also, <laughs> including um, Trey. And um, I was able to hit a, cu- a few shows here and there, coming back uh, from Israel. But then when I came back, you know, to live and work and to you know progress with my life, I really got into them. It's mm, so like what year was that about? New Year's of 2014, going into 2015. Mm-hmm. And when you say you really got into them, on a very practical, logistical level, what does that mean? Learning the songs, learning how often songs are played, analyzing the jam, um, learning 
you know, the ins and outs of the lingo of the bands and what a bust out means, you know, where this song is supposed to go. Why did it come out at the end of the second set as opposed to being used as like a getting into their heads, getting so mm-hmm. into their heads? Yeah. I mean, do you know that I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but like you are aware that you are sort of like a little bit famous in the Jewish fish world. I mean, I definitely have a presence on Facebook. And, and at the shows. I'm very open. What yeah, do you mean? And, and what does presence shows. on Facebook mean? Um, you know, I, I like to like post heartfelt posts about fish, mm-hmm. and, you know, pictures of, of my experience. I mean, right. Tour. All I meant by that is like, if you're, if you're like a, a coming from the from community and you're into fish, you've heard of Johnny Miller or you know him or you've seen him at shows or you've seen his posts. Yeah. I like to seek out, you know, some, if I see a guy with tits running around a show, I right. totally something. Gosh, <laughs> this past summer, there were these new guys from Israel, like Israelis. Yeah. Like, in, in, at the show? At, which show? At the shows. And the guy was like, had a, this cardboard box of like, need to get to the next place, need to get to the next place. And he looked like the, the super Hardali type. Really? Oh, I didn't see those guys. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I mean, I did see at, at uh, Camden, and I've seen this before, there's people like putting on tefillin on people yeah, in the, yeah. in the, at it's the festival a good beforehand. And his son doing that. Uh-huh. It, during Shakedown. Sha- it's called Shakedown. Yeah. Right, it's called Shakedown. Shakedown is the lot of like little vendors it's like a festival basically where they sell yeah. things people hang out there's okay. food drinks it's like a tailgate type thing yeah but there's it's more formal than that oh interesting it's okay. also it's a holdover or a carryover from the grateful dead that was a word that was used exactly. for their pre-show uh-huh. festival also uh-huh. so they have a whole, like, it's, it's a grateful dead up. song shakedown yeah, street shakedown got street. it um yeah there's vendors and right Okay, so Johnny, you're you're a celebrity, and well, uh, <laughs> because it's also important to say that, skipping ahead a little bit, but we'll get into all of this. You at this point, you're basically going to every show, and you're for the most part on the floor in more or less the front row at almost every show. Correct. I, li- I like being in in the front area yeah. of at the pits. Uh, when did, floors? Sometimes well, I'm not. Though. Not always. Wait, right? hold, on, always. hold on, hold on. Let's let's slow that down again. Okay. When you say every show, you mean like when they have shows. Do they do a tour? It's like they're in California for two days and then they go to, you know, uh, Washington, Seattle, just three days. You follow them around? Yeah. I haven't missed a show since October 28th, 2016. (laughs) And how many shows has there been since since that date? 101. You've gone to 101 shows. Yeah. That's consecutively. In three countries, consecutively. Between Mexico, the States, and Canada. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so maybe this is our entry point. I know I have a problem. No, 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 no. it's not. Oh, it's not you, good or bad. But no, no, no. Here, well, that's here's, part of what we want to get yeah, into. I, I think, like I, as a representative of, I would imagine many of our listeners, it's less about judging it, and I really am coming in with curiosity because why, right? Like just, just to, to zoom out, right? That's a lot of time. That's a lot of money, right? That's presumably you have a career, right? Or you're, you're, you're juggling multiple things. And this, you made this a huge priority in your life. Yeah. And I'm like intensely curious about that choice. And I would love to understand it. Okay, cool. Um, so there's a few elements to my answer. To well, that. to go back for one second. So how many total yeah. shows have you, do you know the number? Yeah. I'm not like 146. One, okay. Okay. Which is like, you know, a nice amount of shows. Right. If you, if you, if you ask people at, a, at any given show, you'll, you'll get people, you'll yeah. get numbers much higher than that. Wow. Because Same people, high. for people, especially who have been going since like right. the nineties or since whatever. Early 90s. It is, is it common to follow them around like this? Yeah. Very common. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. So let, let's, let's, I, I want to really understand. So there's a few elements to it. Um, the first thing is I love, I also have like this joke that my fish friends are friends in doses and on doses, <laughs> which means basically like. Dose being like a representative word for, you know, LSD. But um, okay. 
I did not know that. Yes, <laughs> but th- but that's the joke because I see them in doses, mm-hmm. right? Like once in a while throughout the year and right. on doses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like that element to it where I have this set of fish friends and I see them at a given venue and that venue is fish. And usually 99.999% of the time we have a fantastic time. So I love that. Like, wouldn't that be a cool experience? Like, you know who you're going to kind of go to see and where? Well, it's a community. Yeah, it's a community with an amazing, amazing common denominator. Like, that's what you all have in common is your love for this music. And everybody's different. By the way, after this whole thing, Rifky's, Rifky's totally coming to a show for New, <laughs> well, Year's. Yeah, New Year's. New Year's run, yeah. <laughs> the MSG run? I will get yeah. her a ticket. Well, so I listened. So Analyze Fish is a podcast that I think both of you have, have listened mm-hmm. to. But yes. Analyze Fish is this podcast where Harris Whittles, who's a comedian who has since passed away, was trying to convince Scott Aukerman, who is a fellow comedian, they're, they're also good friends, to become a Fish fan because Harris was like obsessed and mm-hmm. also went to many, many shows and it was a big part of his life. And over the course of the run, he's... He's trying to convince him, and one of the things that Scott agrees to do is go to the show. And I just re-listened to the episode. It's an amazing where episode. They, where it's they amazing. Go to the show. His reaction. It, it's it's funny because it is ludicrous, but as a non-fish person, I'm listening to this and I'm just like, they're ridiculous. They're all crazy. Yeah. Like it, it just it, it feels so far into. Well, me. they are. That's the whole thing. But you get a <laughs> you you get a taste of the uniqueness of the experience. Right. Oh, I absolutely. Think. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so so let's let's go back to this. So 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 okay. I I, I see that being a really really beautiful aspect this community that you create there that you kind of keep coming back to and you guys share this really unique thing that no one else could possibly understand right that this is something that you guys really have so what else is it about fish and about this live experience and and to bring it closer to home for for our audience can you answer that question and kind of say like why do so many Jews love this band so I also I want to hear from you too because it's something that you relate to also so I kind of came like came up with this realization a few years ago that we are like the majority minority at a fish show. What does I mean, that mean? Like we're a solid like 45%. Yeah. Like, right? So we're the majority of the minority. Like the biggest minority We're group the biggest there. of the minority. Or the biggest group of any one kind yes, at a exactly. fish show. So like you, you can say like it's a plurality. But, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. And when you say we, you mean like Jewish yeah, people men who identify in, around our age. Or women. Are, are there a lot of. Like I, I have a lot of friends and peers who are into fish, and they're all men. I think it's more; it's definitely more men than women. But there are plenty of women at these yeah, at the shows. There's also. definitely plenty of but women. Also, I know, like I know Jewish, Jewish women who are very into fish. Yeah, yeah. some okay. of the yeah. biggest fish fans I know are women. Oh, Jewish women. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, at any given show, like you're looking at like thirty to forty percent Jewish, and I'm, and that's not necessarily like orthodox religious right right Jews. in Madison Square Garden it could be higher than that oh yeah because you're in New York right like seriously you like think 70% even in like, right, uh, right, probably. even in like random like in Wisconsin like you think oh, that yeah. would still be true oh yeah fascinating I met a bunch of like reform rabbis hmm. I know a reform rabbi who's very into fish so mm-hmm. so w- what's your theory or oh. why for you does it feel like there's something that connects these in some so way I, if you do so I think that music is in is an avenue uh is a, is a vehicle that you can use um, to seek out like spirituality in the world. And I think that with Jews, we're taught at a very young age, even if we, if we don't go to Orthodox day school, right? if you go to, even if you go to like a Salman Shechter school, right? we have prayer in the morning, right? We have tefillah, we have davening, whatever you want to call it. And I think that for a lot of Jews, when they don't see that as kind of their vehicle and they turn to music, 
then you can get into why Fish is that. Like, right. Fish is then that vehicle. As opposed to other bands and other music. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, listening to Zeppelin. The Grateful Dead had a very or, big Jewish following also. They did also, but it was more of like an Americana feeling uh-huh. to it. This is even more Jewish, you think? Yeah, itself? because this is like deep improvisation. Okay, so why, why is improvisation a Jewish thing? Like... Because it, like, makes you or think. Or spiritual. Because it, like, uh-huh. makes you oh, feel. okay, intellectual. Yeah. It makes you do all of these kind of, like, human and, like, divinely oriented things together. Mm. So so let me make a connection and tell me tell me what you think about this. One of the things I think that we, we've talked about before and one of the things that I think is, is commonly discussed in our cohort is that there's a dryness that I think many of us felt growing up and maybe, maybe many of us still feel, um, especially in the modern Orthodox community of sort of like feeling like connected to religion, sort of spirituality, sort of halacha, sort of, but feeling like there's a lack of real spiritual sense, right? And this also comes with the rise of quote unquote neo Hasidism, right, which is many people who, obviously a huge generalization, but came from the more modern Orthodox, maybe dry community and have kind of moved into like trying to find more spirituality in their religious life, which sounds like an oxymoron that that's missing. But it sounds like what you're saying is maybe fish is also kind of providing that. Like there's a spirituality maybe in fish that you saw was lacking. Like if you didn't see that in davening, maybe you do see it in music to a certain extent. And not just music, their music. Right. So, so what is it? Because like I've listened to some of the music, and it's not like the lyrics seem especially profound. Like it seems like fun. Like I understand the the funness, right, quote unquote. But yeah. but what is it that feels like there's spiritual? Is it is it the? Okay. Um, so it's interesting. I was I was kind of having like a conversation about this with a few friends. I believe it was Camden mm-hmm. ninety three. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, man. Wait, what does that mean? You're saying it was at a show? That's a yes. show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. Camden? Yes, yes. I was like, is that someone's name? Like, okay, got it, got it. Yes, it was at the show in Camden, yeah. New Jersey, the night three of the three show. Okay, run. okay. And um, There's like a lingo. I, exactly. <laughs> right, that's I'm what getting I was kind of like I'm saying there. before. <laughs> um, so I realized, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I was just with these, you know, I happen to be guys. I was with these three guys in Uman this past year for Rosh Hashanah. Really? Yeah, I was like, and then in my head, I'm like, it's no coincidence. It's no coincidence right. at all. Uman, to just explain to listeners, is a, is a city in the Ukraine where uh, many Breslav Hasidim and now increasingly other Hasidim who are, or other people, other Jews who are looking for a spiritual experience go for Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. There's been a tradition now since... I don't know, a couple of decades, I think. But it's become way, way more popular, especially in the last well, 10 years. Well, it's where Rabbi Nachman of Breslau right. was exactly. buried. So I was like thinking, like, what's the correlation there? And it took me like a long time to like put my, like, my finger on it. But I, I think it's kind of like, it's a real combination of the sense of community, thinking like, feeling something bigger than just yourself, whatever that might be whether that's godly or just from the kahila, right, from the community. And with music that, it's this physical vibration, this thing that hits you, you know, you don't feel it on your outside, but you feel it on your inside. It kind of penetrates you almost. Mm -hmm. And that feeling, I think people who are very spiritually in tuned in the context of our conversation with their Judaism also feel that kind of same feeling. People get it differently. 
So we've been talking about, let's, let's hear a little bit、um, from Fish and a little disclaimer. We just started the three weeks、um, leading up to Tisha B'Av. And so some people have a custom not to listen to music during that time. So if、uh, you don't want to hear the music,、right. you could either save this for after the three weeks. I would or you call can... this an educational experience. It feels like, you know, edu- <laughs>、right. like、Educa- a, then it's okay. It feels like, you know, it's not free swim over here. You know,、no, this no, is no, a. No. Or you can just skip ahead a little bit. But so, so here's、um, Fish. Right. So here's Fish playing、uh, Avinu Malkane, which they just played, like we said, Recently,、uh, which is totally appropriate. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Yeah, coming up. Yeah. Chorus, yeah. <laughs> So, so let me just share with you my instinct, and you, I want you to push back on me a little bit because as I'm listening to this, and maybe this is me being a little too like, grouchy, but I think of Avinu Malkinu. Avinu Malkinu is this, is this prayer that we say on、uh, the High Holy Days, on、uh, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, in which we kind of say to God, like, look, we are nothing, we are not worthy, but love us anyway, but take care of us anyway. And it's like really. Somber and serious, and it almost feels plaintive, right? It feels like there's this cry out to God of, like, have a relationship with me, be with me, take care of me, love me. And when I hear something like this, it feels like I see that they're clearly very gifted musicians, right? But it doesn't feel like it hits that sense of emotion, which makes me feel like they're not taking it seriously, maybe in a way. That, that kind of almost like turns me off. Well, Look, I don't know that. I, I think it, it might be yeah, very, yeah. very intentional. Say, I, I, think that's, I think that's fair, that but that's not、fair. how I hear it. Right, right, right. I hear it as very sincere. Yeah,、okay. because I think we know、um, like、the lyrics of other songs of theirs that、mm-hmm. definitely has to do with、like、kind of yearning to God. Right. How to God sometimes, in, you know, like in, in, in the song Sand,、mm-hmm. for example, or the song Life Boy,、mm-hmm. which the, you know, there's a lot of、like、God related. Songs、uh, in, in, their, in, their, in, their, you know, in their bank of music.、Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of the impression that people have in me from my limited knowledge is that their, their lyrics really aren't the main part of the show. That, like, often their lyrics are a little bit silly, and often the lyrics are not the most meaningful in the world, it's but、machlokas. it's not about the lyrics, it's about the music. In the community. Ah, interesting.、Yeah. Right. Well, do、Some、they ever go do, for the jam? Do、Most、they people- do interviews? Like, what do they say? <laughs> I mean, I find meaning in a lot of their, in a lot of their lyrics. Both of the Jewish band members,、um, Mike Gordon and John Fishman, have both separately in different、um, interviews throughout the years attributed like, their bar mitzvah or other things about their Judaism、mm-hmm. as getting them into music.、Mm-hmm. Um, like that's all interconnect- yes, interconnected yeah, for them. Yeah, so I think it, it, it's, there's definitely, you know, they don't just sing that just because. Like, they wouldn't, what rock band would sing a Vino Malkin? It's not random, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, so there's, there's another Jewish song that they, that they sing that's even, I think, a lot more Jewish and more、uh, controversial. I think that might be why they don't play it、more、anymore. More Jewish. Well, Yushalayim Shal Zahav. You think it's more Jewish than Tzvila?、Uh, no, 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 sorry, sorry. Wow, more, wow well, that's a whole other can of worms. What I meant by more Jewish more is like. Jewish it, 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 no, 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 sorry. No, Vino Malkin. <laughs> We're not cutting that. Sorry, what I, Someone what called I, Naomi Shemer. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, what I meant was there is the, this, the, 
So Johnny, one of the things we have like a few themes on this show that that just come up over and over and over. Okay. And so one of them is like anti-Semitism, and one of them is Israel. And so the Yerushalayim Shalzahav kind of touches on like political. Oh, stuff. it's a very politically charged. That, like song. for for a lot of Jews, it shouldn't be political, and it it wasn't until Jerusalem wasn't political until Israel became like yeah. a state or whatever. But like bottom line is now it is very political, yeah. politically charged. That's yeah. all I meant is that like they're making a statement um, not only in a way by singing. Yeah. That. They played it. It's can we can on, we play that? It's one? on the yes. end of. Their album Hoist. Mm-hmm. The last part of this crazy. Is that song a live album? Right. Or is that no. a, no. it's a oh, studio so that's, album? They produced yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Here, so that's, this is this is the the piece of that. I like that one much better. Uh huh. That's felt more. Yeah, because true I to think because it's either it. it was acapella or it was very very low on uh, instruments. on instruments, and it felt like there was soul in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't feel and and I, I I don't mean that in a derogatory way about Avinu Malkinu. It just feels like something that comes out of Tfilah that that I, I don't know some, something about that. And there's a lot of other godly motifs in their songs. Right. In there, yeah. Well, in in trying to answer this complicated question of why so many Jews are into fish. What is the connection between Judaism and fish? One thing that I've noticed, and Johnny, tell me what you think about this. Judaism has a lot of ritual in it. That's a big part of the religion is the, is the ritual. And fish has a lot of ritual. A lot of their songs, the band has rituals that they do for certain songs. The audience has certain rituals. There's a lot of interactive rituals. Um, I don't know exactly what to make of that, but that to me, is an interesting connection there. Yeah. What do you think about oh, that? Oh, no, you're absolutely right. Um, whether it's when to sing certain mm-hmm. you know, parts of songs or when to clap or when to do a dance, there's so much, so much ritual. But then, it, so, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But then, but, but what's, what makes it even more interesting and kind of fulfilling is that when you do that ritual... There's like this silent secret communication between you and the band, right. and they're responding to the ritual, right. so and the it, audience with itself, exactly. with each other. So sometimes in religion, you do the ritual, uh, the ritual, but you don't hear or don't feel the response sometimes. Mm. <laughs> so in this example, fish is God. <laughs> and no, in this example, right. no. I was going to say it's it, it's kind of like there's a lot of elements. We're all in this together. Exactly. And we all take a bath. Yeah, and the helping friendly book. There's a book. There's a central book also in the fish world called the help the helping friendly book. Like it's a book written by it's the band. A mythical book, An imaginary written book. by a mythical person, <laughs> oh written by Trey. 
Yes. Oh gosh. Okay. But, but, but what, here's yeah. here's what confuses me though, because I, I hear what you're saying, and I think I think other bands do this, maybe not to the same extent as Fish, but that and even like uh, sports teams do this, right? Where there's a ritual associated mm-hmm. with the activity and the communities involved, and it's it's really exciting, and I totally get that aspect. But at the same time, it's also Fish's a jam band and a lot of what they're doing is totally new and will never be done again, which is the opposite of ritual. So it also feels like confusing. And it goes back to this sort of like, um, Litvak neo-Hasidic thing where it's like people who are too much doing ritual need that escape of this like crazy creativity and it feels like this push and pull also maybe is a a part of it. Well, that touches on the depth of fish that they're both at the same time. But it's still within a framework, which is kind of, you can Mm -hmm. even see that within the, the, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, of Judaism, like we see it within a halachic framework. This is also kind of in like a musical framework, although the improvisational elements within it make it different each time. Right. Right. I also kind of look at it as like organized chaos mm-hmm. where it's the inner meat, meat and potatoes of it is just this wacky, chaotic musical experience, but you know, like the Seder of it, right? Right. There's you a method the order, to the madness. Exactly. Right. And, and Johnny, I really liked what you said and it made me think of, of something the ritual itself, like in Judaism, you can say, obviously, for a lot of the rituals, there's meaning to the thing itself of why you're doing it in the way that you're doing it. Let's say with fish, for the most part, these are just like silly things, like jumping on trampoline at a certain time or everybody yelling a certain word at a certain time. There's no inherent meaning behind that specific thing oh. on the surface. But the fact that we're all doing it together oh. at the same time, that is what gives it its meaning. It's like its a meaning. hook and a mishpah, right? right? That, yeah. that is what, and that forms the community that forms the experience like i think for fish at least that is what is special about these rituals and that aspect among many other aspects of the fish experience mm-hmm. yeah no i absolutely <laughs> very well put pretty loaded question it's a hard question um but what's really interesting is that they just had a uh, like a symposium on fish in general at, I believe it was at Oregon State University. Yeah. There was a panel dedicated to Jews and fish. And yeah. the, the title was People of the Helping Friendly Book, Jews, go. Judaism, and Fish. Right. So it was go. a whole conference, on an academic conference on fish. Exactly. But within that conference, they had a They had Jewish, a panel on Judaism right. and fish. And um, there was a, a, a guy who um, just finished his master's at uh, JTS here in the city. And um, he, his thesis was about Judaism and fish. I forget exactly wow. what the, the question was, but... Um, can you send that to me? I can absolutely send it to yeah, you. Awesome. My buddy Josh Fleet. You know Josh Fleet? No. He's a really, really good guy. He lived down the block from me, him and Dory mm-hmm. in uh, Jerusalem. So he, sent, he got it somehow and he sent it to me. <laughs> I don't know how nice. he got it. But I started reading it. It's so fascinating, like really well written. Awesome. Uh, this uh, just one. This Josh Fleet, um, just made that fish Haggadah. Did you see it? No. Okay, oh, I'm sending sending that to you also. But it's amazing. He takes stuff from the Gemara and then fish lyrics, and they uh, just work awesome. so well. Yeah, it's so <laughs> crazy. And around the time of that conference, that's when Uri and I first start start talking about doing. We we talked about Judaism and fish before because yeah. he was a big fan. But um, there was a an article in the JTA which we'll obviously link to about the the confluence of Judaism and fish, and it just really interesting that it's so specific and it it it, look music is is important music is spiritual music is interesting but that fish which feels like definitely people think of as like fun silly you know playful has this sort of impact on people in their spiritual lives in a very concrete way it's a cool duality to have where you can sing about spaghetti and meatballs (laughs) and then in two songs later sing about your dead friend and you know 
get everybody crying. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Johnny, thank you so, so My pleasure. much. Thank it you for having really, me. really great yeah, to be able to great. talk about this because this is a uh, kind of a foreign world, I think, to, to many of our listeners and also definitely to it me. It definitely taught me a little more how to explain fish. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You'll be able to speak to the non-yet believers. Exactly. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> And for everyone listening, if you like fish, if you hate fish, if you know nothing about fish, we want to hear from you. See if the, you know, do you think Johnny got it? Do you think he totally missed the point? Be in touch with us, Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, be a part of the conversation on our Facebook page, Talking Talkless Podcast. Thanks as always to Drive-In Productions. Uh, they are the sponsor of this week's episode. And thank you to Triple Threat Trio featuring Rage Brigade. They are the official band of Talking Talkless. Even guess though... Fish, uh, fish can be the honorary <laughs> official yeah, we band. we replaced them a little bit. All right, bye, everyone. Bye.